0: What up, though? This is Pop Culture 223, a podcast where we talk about firearms, the Second Amendment, gear, and the culture. Get it popping with us on this journey. Let's go. Hello everybody. This is another episode of the Pop Culture 223 coming at you. Uh, this is my this is season two. This is the second episode. Um, I might switch it and just make it episode eight because it's a little confusing when I start editing and stuff. But I got some good brothers here, man. I'm gonna let them introduce themselves. Me and Nick is one of the guys here. Me and him go way back, man. To uh, Broncos, Westside Broncos, sweet green and gold. Back in the neighborhood. So um, I'm, I appreciate that they came out, man, today, share some time with me out there, busy schedules, being dads, fathers, and whatever else they got going on. But they're also firearms owners um, and responsible firearms owners. So I thought, you know, when I brought them on here, just, just to show, this, when, on the show, just to show, like, different aspects of people's backgrounds and where they come from and that we all, like, you know, firearm owners and responsible gun owners, fathers and, you know, community people that just keep, you know, things popping in our life. Uh, So, Nick, go ahead and introduce yourself, where you come from, your background, everything. I'm Nick Patterson
1: from Detroit, Michigan. Uh, I'm currently a dean of students at South Houston High School. I am an educator, graduated from Detroit, Radford. Which is now, <laughs> <laughs> which is now Myers. Myers. Get that out of the way. my three. Uh, went to Alabama A and M for my undergraduate. Went to Wayne State for my grad degree, and I am I'm working in the city as a, as a dean of students right now.
0: Got that little bit, do yeah, oh, Hey, listen, I'm on. The, this is my first time on the ones and twos. <laughs> I'm trying to produce my own show now, so I'm stepping up in you know in the category. Uh the the Lance over here, dub is over here. Oh, so yeah. he, he let me jump on there. The bear can't be here today. He's out there, it's his son's birthday. So um so I'm on the I'm on the ones and twos. So just bear with me. Oh, so yeah. the the other gentleman I got here to my right is is Tip. Bri- Brian Tipton. So go ahead and introduce well, I'll introduce him a little bit, but go ahead.
2: Yeah, so Brian Tipton, you know, everybody know me as Tip, so um they wouldn't know who Brian was. But um, I'm from Detroit. I went to Cody High School. Um, I also played for the Broncos. Probably older than these guys. The Bronco, my
1: man, my man, yeah, my man. sweet green and 82,
2: 82, gold. Eighty
0: three. I was. You know. I think I was ninety one, ninety two. 92. Yeah. Oh, what uh, you, Dick? Yeah, ninety, ninety three.
2: Dang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't even know that too. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, football actually was my first love before basketball. But um, like I said, went to Cody and. Um, Graduated from uh, Tulsa University, Grand Canyon University. I'm um, currently now um, the principal at Persian High School. This is my 24th year in education. So, oh, wow. Um, um, been around a long time. All right,
0: Ben. So, look, y- y'all got to give me a little bit more more oomph, some more stuff on y'all background. Y'all brothers are what? Where, what, what Greek family y'all come from?
2: But it's only one fraternity. Right. Come on, man. Y'all <laughs> done said, listen. five fraternity incorporated. The best in the land. Uh, listen, yeah. I went to Alabama. Try to, to Al- stay humble, man. Nah, Nick. <laughs> nah, Nick. This <Yeah. laughs> pop culture. If y'all gonna bark, bark.
0: If you gonna get with it, get with we it. Try to stay humble and professional. It's only one. Hey, man. You know, I didn't put the... I went to Alabama. So, my sister went to Alabama State. One of her boyfriends was accused. name was Jeff. Something like that. Yeah. I went out there, I was like, wow, you know, Alabama State back in when she graduated in 89, 92, Alabama State was off the chain, yeah. you know what I'm saying, back in the yeah. day, yeah, so, um, that was my first experience seeing, you know, the Greek and, yeah, the first and only one that I was, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. so, that's my little, you know, little background on that, uh, so, I got a question, so, it's two of y'all, so, when I ask you the question, just answer it, and then, you know, they both go for both of y'all, because one of the D ones a principal. Okay. So, uh, Tip, on your day-to-day, what's, what's the process with you, you know, since you've been a principal?
2: So, um, things have changed a little bit. So, I went in having to clean a lot of things up, which I, I think we did a tremendous job. When I say we, I mean it's my team, you know, my AP, security, even our custodians, teachers, everybody. That's brought into the the fact of um, making Persian, a uh, a school where everyone wants to be at a daily. So my my daily is just uh, making sure that our kids have everything they need when they first walk through that door. Um, starts with breakfast, and then uh, maybe uniform. From there, um, you know, just making sure that our our uh, instructors are are ready, our kids are ready, you know. You know, we we start the day, man, on a positive vibe as they come through that door.
0: So I was gonna ask, so you at Persian? That's Seven Mile and Ryan. Ryan, so that's that's in the neighborhood. Yeah, no that's, doubt. That's in there. Big Bro went there. Shout out to Foot Larry Foot. Yeah, uh, yeah. they went there. Marlon, uh, yeah. the homies. So I know a lot of them, man.
2: Yeah, they got a rich tradition at, at Persian, man. A lot, a lot of. Um, pro athletes, entertainers. I mean, a lot of folks come through. Um, man, my coach used to
0: take us over there every other Sunday and play when they had Walter Craft and all them, mm. and and all the guards. We used to, we used to go in that in that gym to get it in. Yeah, that was the first time I seen somebody duck on my big man. Walt just jumped off from from the <laughs> box and just banged on <laughs> it. I was like, dang, Big Sam, you <laughs> gonna let him do you like that?" But yeah, so where you at, Nick? I'm at Southeastern Southeastern High School. Where that's at?
1: That's on Benetal and Gothy, you might be more familiar with like Kerchival St. Jean. Okay. So we're in between Kerchival and
0: Mac actually, but the two side streets we sit on is Benital. so. But we can say in, in the neighborhood. Oh, yeah, 30-30. So, <laughs> in in the, in the neighborhood, for sure, for sure. Yeah. So, Tip, what made you want to be a principal, especially like in the, was the inner city trying to get back to the inner city one of your goals?
2: Well, I want to say what made me want to be a principal. Everything is for me is is God ordained. And so it's not like you wake up and say, "Hey, this is what I want to be." This is uh, for me is where God put. You. Amen. So, amen. Uh, this is where um God put me so I can never take credit for anything that I've done, you know. Um but I started off as a teacher. So I taught at John Prince Elementary and then Cody. Mm. Um from there I became a dean at Cody and then went to the, um, East English Village was a dean there as well um and so I also coached while I was at Cody I coached the boys basketball team I was the head coach over there and so um you know it's just a passion man I just love seeing children grow I love seeing them mature to young men and young women and um allow them to um display who they are on the daily you know I've always worked in the, in hood schools, you know and uh, it, it's worked out for my benefit and so now uh, so I went from teacher, dean, AP, now I'm principal, and, um, you know, for me, it's still it's still the same. No matter where I'm at, from the deep west to the deep east, it's the kids are kids, and, and they need guidance. They need um, role models. They need us as black men to just display what black men um, look like. A good positive role model in, in all aspects.
0: What about you, Nick? Now, I know. I ain't going to tell you what Nick told me why he was. He said working the 9 to 5 wasn't for him.
1: no actually uh, funny story it's a real story I was uh, I was in high school and I remember a recruiter came in for football he said what you want to be you know what you want to study And I was like I want to be an engineer my coach Coach Jones Bud Jones he said hey P you're not good at math (laughs) (laughs) so that kind of crushed my engineer um, journey but I admired and respected my coach so so much. I was I was shooting coach. I want to be like you, and he was a PE teacher, but he also he was a PE teacher, but he was just such a, a, a like a second dad, and he used to take us not he used to take us to work on like houses and saying like yo I'm just trying to you know keep y'all together, but really it was like free labor. <laughs> so I learned a lot from him. I ended up going to Alabama and then going into education because of Coach Jones. I'm a teacher. I taught for 12 years in a charter school, and then I transitioned from a teacher to a dean with a DPS, and I've been a dean ever since. And I'm back in school now actually for counseling. So I, I agree with Tip. It's just like a journey on helping kids. When I, when I look at our kids in the hood, uh, I kind of feel like it's a responsibility to, to, to try to raise them the best that we can because they're going to have to eventually raise my kids one day. So I feel like if I'm, if I'm feeding into them, they'll feed into somebody else later, you know. So it's almost like a, a good fit for me. I enjoy serving. I enjoy helping kids. And it just works. And then, you know, when I was teaching, summer's off, spring break, you know, winter break. So it, it was kind of. So you like the days off, it sound like <laughs> it. And you know what? It's not bad. As much as we go through in schools. You wouldn't believe you need them breaks. I know some parents like too many breaks, but man, when you went in school with four or five hundred kids five days a week. Yeah. Five hundred different personalities. Right. And I, it could be wearing. So parents out there, please know your teacher's working hard. They got thirty <laughs> kids in the classroom, thirty hey, personalities.
0: Hey, let me say I, I, I don't know if I made a mistake of buck down Nick or something. I called him I heard him yelling at kids, hey, get off there. What you over there doing? Hey, man, just chill out, man. Just chill out. He was talking to somebody (laughs) doing something, so I know he was working, man. But let me ask y'all this. What are some of the challenges that y'all face in the inner city when it comes to budget, programs, education? Just, you know, trying to uh,
2: up the standards for the inner city schools. For me, it would be um, the uh, equity. Um, Everyone having what they need. So I, I know a lot of folks confuse um, equality with equity, but um, you know, you, for example, if, if there's a picture that goes around where it has these three kids and they train, they're looking over this baseball field, right? So one person about my height, six seven, another one's maybe about six foot, the other one's like five two. So they give everybody which is equal crates to look over the fence, but that's not what all of them need in order to see the game. Mm-hmm. so equality means I'm going to give everyone the same thing, equity means I'm going to give you what you need to be successful mm-hmm. and so um, being being able to be successful in the inner city schools um, yeah it should be equal but we need equity and that means, what does equity mean? So if Bloomfield Hills and Farmington Hills are getting so many dollars from their taxes and from their parents those same dollars should be what's divided amongst was equal, but again, it should be uh, equity. What does inner city schools need to be successful? This is what we need to give them because their needs are totally different than Bloomfield and Farmington. Correct. Right. Correct. Right. Yeah, it's,
1: it's, it's head on. It's, it's, it should be fair, but it's it's a different demographic. You know, just a different demographic, a different a different parent, a different household, different situation. Whereas where you stay at you know, your home, two-parent home, you know, parents doing what they're supposed to do, whereas another person like me may have single parent, mom may have some issues struggling, so I think I think it has, you have to give people, you gotta meet people where they are you gotta give people what they need, and sometimes in the inner city, we need a little bit more, just
0: because of, of the economic background of us and our parents. So, how do y'all get the, how do y'all get the extra? Is it is it funding that's coming, like, every year? Is it because, like, the taxes? Because I know, in, especially in the inner cities, there's not a lot of houses on blocks. So that tax money that's coming in that used to be there 10, 20 years ago when the city was flourishing, ain't there no more. So that right. does that affect the budget?
2: It does, but also keep in mind that um, we in the inner the city don't recycle. And what I, what I mean by recycle, of course, these kids can't go to Redford, but... Um, all those kids that went to Cody and and, and Henry (laughs) Ford, you know what I mean, and Mumford, you know, we don't say, well, I went there, my kids are going to go there. Unlike Clarkston, Bloomfield, and all these other, you know, Mm -hmm. they can say, well, my great-great-grandmother used to go to Clarkston, you know what I mean, and now I'm here. But we don't recycle. We don't say where. What high school did you guys go to?
0: I can't, well, where, I went to prefer Bishop Borges, but my okay. kids can't. Borges, Borges they can't is go gone. there either. It ain't, Borges it ain't is Borges is gone. You know what
2: I mean? We're high school? Cast that. Go cast I was just waiting for the right I, time so, <laughs> to slip it in. Here. That's all. <laughs> you know, so again, they recycle their cast. Yeah. So everybody say, hey, my mama and my grandma, everybody went to cast, we're going to go to cast. Uh-huh. we go to Renaissance. They're Even King, for that matter. Right. You know what I mean? But when you go to the inner inner city schools, we're not sending our kids back to the same school we went to. So what do we have there in those schools? Right, The same people are still saying the same thing. I'm the first person to graduate from my, from high school in my family. How is that possible in 2023? Mm-hmm. Because, as you mentioned, now we got all these blocks, which is a couple of houses on the block, because these are all renters. Back in our parents' day, they all, all owners. And so that makes a difference. The owners moved away. And yeah. the renters came in. And so um, from that aspect, you know, we don't have that that same funding in that same neighborhood that's carrying those schools as used to, you know, or even the same alumni. And I could tell you Persian alumni is very strong, but I know CAS alumni is strong as well. Mm. You know what I mean? Persian alumni strong? Very strong. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, South Asian. is too. Is it? Yeah. Because
0: I I know too. I jumped on your on your Instagram. Well, you come up my feed sometimes, and I've seen some of the talk about some of the the programs that you. I, I'm gonna say I don't know like the programs you instituted in there because you you had a it was a senior night and it looked like it was I don't know it was a a, it was a nightclub set up yeah yeah is that something is that just something oh. that you came up or is just like a cooperative effort from all the just
2: teachers and yeah, so i I have a great group of, of teachers man I, I really do um I'm, I'm really lucky to have such a, a great group that care about kids and so uh, what our senior sponsors did was um, they created an atmosphere because we had the Jay Dilla studio. And so, oh, um, yeah, I do. Yeah, so, so, so Jay Dill, of course, you know, with the root not the roots um, Slum Village. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, um, so now, before he passed, they, um, uh, built like a studio inside of the school in his own. Did aunt.
0: Jay Dill go to Persian? He did.
2: He oh, did, yeah, Coney Gardens and yeah, all County that. Gardens. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, so yeah.
0: Persian got some, so it's some, some hip hop history. It's a lot, man. It's a lot.
2: It's a lot, you know, and so, um, it's a, the kids had what they called Grammys. Now, we used to call it My Collections back in the, when we was in school. Yeah. But now, they call it Grammys, where they give the the class cutest and the best dress and all this type of stuff. But we made it into a, a real type Grammys atmosphere. Like you said, it was like a nightclub where you seen the teachers serving the students as if they were their waitresses and waiters. Mm. Um, you know, the kids were in there at their tables and listening to their peers entertain them. You know, and so it was a great night. You know, yeah, it really was. So I see that like, man, Tip trying to change the culture of the school and the vibe
0: and like, hey, man, y'all need to go to Persia because yeah. we're doing this, this, and this.
2: Yeah, so, right, right. so, so another thing I did was, so we, Greenfield Union is a middle school down the street, right? And so my job, and as a, as a coach, I'm a recruiter. I right. love to recruit. And so my job now is to continue to recruit these eighth graders to come to Persia. And so, um, so what I did was created a signing day, and so the eighth graders have these sheets just like you're going to college. Mm-hmm. They we're signing with Persian. Right, you made it a big day. Your signing day, and so um, hopefully you can make that a little bit bigger next year. Yeah, and uh, because the kids are very excited to get their Persian gear, got their letter of intent. And everything that says that they are signed with Persia and they're going to be there in the fall. I'm going to put my
0: boy on blast. Foot need to jump out there and come take some pictures with them I kids. I'm going to put my boy, I'm going to put my brother on blast, man. We and him grew up in, in Brightmore together since we was like seven, eight. So we go yeah, back. Really big. Yeah, yeah we, we, we go back like four flats. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, he yeah, stay yeah. there. Him, come on.
2: So, so what also what I did, when he come into the building, you see this big old, um, what do you call them? the uh, retractable billboards they got now, right? Mm-hmm. And so I put uh, Foot, Steve Smith, Khalil, uh, Jay Diller, all of them in a list of other hosts of people that have come through there. So when the kids come through the building, the first thing they see is those people because those people walk these same hallways. It's the same building. Right. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> it's, when I say it's the same building, it's yeah, the same it's building. It the had middle. no upgrades, no renovations. <laughs> 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 so, so our kids walk in, they see, hey, these people went through these same hallways, at the same struggles. And matter of fact, they might even be living in the same houses that we're living in right now. Yeah. Yeah. So my mama you know still I mean?
0: stay in the same yeah. hood that we grew up in. She yeah. ain't left Brightmoor, So yeah. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um yeah. 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 What about over there at South Eastern? So I think we
1: do we do something similar. We did sign a day with our seniors. It probably wasn't that big. I think each school does pretty much the same things. like we had the Grammys and and they have their uh their and awesome things of that nature. But what I try to do for my position is do like a monthly incentive so it's kind of like where the kids who are on track as far as grades attendance and behavior are um good yeah you good oh are um are rewarded you know at the end of each month like so like this past month it was a dodgeball game so we did a
0: dodgeball ooh
1: yeah student dodgeball ooh that got aggressive they they done had an old school ball so it wasn't (laughs) It, it was it was lightweight dodgeball, not what we played.
2: <laughs> yeah, ball. That big old red
1: yeah, heavy it was like a ball. like ball. It was whack. That but big old red worked. heavy ball. <laughs> no, nah, not the heavy ones. They couldn't take that. So we just try to do monthly incentives, weekly incentives, to try to keep our kids in a positive atmosphere and a positive light. To say, hey, you know, we we want you to care. We want you to come to school. We want you to be, you know, progressive and be able to grow here. Here's something for you, because I think our kids need tangible things. Um, more often than they, you know, than we would get something, you know, maybe we have a party Christmas and then at the end of the year we'd be done. But for these kids now, you kind of got to, got to keep it coming to, to encourage them, you know, to, to motivate them to be what they can be. So we do stuff monthly. Uh, we do stuff uh, quarterly. And now, like now we're going to do, um, our next event is Staff Student Game, May 12th. And then we're having like a big, uh, I want to call it the other day, but like, end of the year hangout on the 26th before our seniors leave.
0: Okay. I know, I think you said tangible. like, at Bishop Borges, it's like, hey, pay a dollar and wear your best outfit. You know, we got geek. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm at home like, look, this outfit costs $100, yeah. but I got to pay you a dollar to wear it? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we geek the, hey, man, we are gonna be fresh. Yeah. We are gonna be fresh on that day. But, um, it's great, man. Like I said, I know Nick for a long time. It's great to see black brothers positive role models. Uh, Tibby, you a father? I am. Okay, mm-hmm. two boys, girl. Well, there's a girl, 26. Girl, yeah. Oh, I got a 12 year old. She a
2: nut. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love a little girl to nah, death. I've been, but she I've a nut. Been
0: there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, nah, yeah. These girls something else, man. I got a 17 year old, man. So I'm going through it.
0: And it just, it was cool, cause, you know. Nick got the boys, and I know when y'all go into schools, you see you see your especially your sons. You see a lot of them boys like, look, I need to help them. And I you can part especially because we coach so long. Like I even coach with Nick. And um, just peeping out when kids need help more than just football, yeah. like mental stress, and yeah. like how do y'all deal with like the the bullying aspect when a when a parent calls the school or administration and say, "Hey, my son or daughter been saying they've been bullied or been getting bullied." How do how do y'all attack that?
2: So, for for us, you know, again, we're we're athletes, so we we've, we've dealt uh been in arenas where um, you get roasted, right? So um, if you're in a locker room, if you are in a classroom, or whatever the case may be, you, again, growing up, we had times when we roasted each other. All this, day this at time This generation is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And um, kids don't understand what population to roast. So mm-hmm. I'll give you an example of that. So if, if all three of us, or four of us are friends, and we roast each other all day long, Right, mm-hmm. he come in, he really don't know us, but we're going to start roasting him. Mm-hmm. He don't right. see it that as funny. Right, That's considered bullying in his eyes. Mm-hmm. For us, we do it all the time. We, right. we think it is just joking or whatever else. But mentally, and, and honestly, it is we kind of like bullying each other, but again, it's in fun. Right. So when that new kid come, I can't talk about him the way I talk about you Right, But as a kid, you don't know that. You're just doing what right. you're just used to doing. They don't understand. So now his, his parent will he will tell his mom what's going on. His mom called the school. Hey, my son's being bullied. Okay, well, what's what's going on? When in the classroom, they talking about him, and talking about his shoes, talking about this, blah blah blah, and technically that's bullying. Uh-huh. But when we do it, we just roasting each other, right? Right. Yeah. You know. So you got to be careful when you. It's different from what like.
1: It's different from when we were younger. You know, it's kind of like they're not as resolute as we were. You know, so like you said, you kind of got to be able to, to 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 gauge the room and who you' talking to. I tell kids that all the time, and then you gotta. It could be your boy, it could be me and you. I done seen it where it's boys say he bullying me, but you just didn't feel like being joked on that day. So I think it's 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 more so them being aware of who they talking to and what they saying. You know, and it could depend on the day. It's different now. And like I say, I got friends that. Bite just because somebody had a bad day that morning, you know, or felt like they getting bullied just because they didn't feel like joking that day. So, you know, it happens. You got to take it case by case. Sometimes it's not bullying. Sometimes it is bullying and you just got to handle it. You know, each case is different
0: from what I've seen. So let me ask you this. When y'all keep out a bully, do y'all, what about the bully being bullied at home? Do y'all do like, okay, this, this dude keep coming here just angry so, all the time. Yeah.
1: So you gotta, you gotta kind
0: of. Y'all like. You gotta get under the surface and find out why this kid is acting like that. And y'all Just don't it, kick him out. Like, look,
2: you, you, you nah, too much not, an issue. Do you like? Not you right didn't... off the back, man. Yeah, yeah. We always get, we always work with kids. Yeah, you know what I mean? Um, for for us being in this business this long, you can't be uh, an asshole. Mm-hmm. Because kids understand. Oh, well, <laughs> <my, my> I'm <kids, laughs> so, so because yeah, the kids yeah, pick yeah. that out, man. But, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They know when you are genuinely when you on it behind. They know when it's yeah. real and when you just being a jerk. It's you know crazy. I'm, I,
1: I'm sorry, because he's so right. Like it's almost like an animal instinct in us that kids know when you are an asshole, and they know when you genuine. Mm-hmm. When you genuine, you could tee off. Yeah. On them, and they're gonna be like, "I got you, coach mm-hmm. Tim. I understand what you're saying, Mr. Patterson." When they know you're an asshole,
0: know the you're gonna get resistance. You're gonna get so much. resistance. Well, especially with our, so especially in our culture, especially with the boys, and a lot of them may be coming from um, single parent homes where their mom, you know, coming up with their mom. But us as coaches, because you coach, you coach, we know how to kind of talk yeah. to these kids, mm-hmm. yeah. and and they feel that. Like, like, when I talk to kids, I might go off on them. But then, you know, you like, coach, think, You know what I'm saying? Or whatever. But you got to build that relationship before yeah. you Most go off. Right, right. You
1: can't, you can't just come in the, like I tell new teachers all the time, you can't come in the gate saying, oh, this is what we're doing, this is what we ain't doing. This day, It's almost like this is their territory. You got to come in, feel like the lay and the land. Deal first. You may take some losses at the beginning. But then when you come back around Stern and they know
0: you actually care, the results is uh, incredible. You know, just it's incredible. So I had my homie on here. Uh, go uh, be great on purpose. Two man Ronnie, and he said he um, and I don't know if y'all do this at the school. When teachers come in, cause he's also he's a principal of Dean too. When he when teachers come in, he has to teach them how to teach our kids, or teach his kids in his school. Like, I don't know if they're coming from not in the inner city, but they coming from somewhere else. So he teach them, help them how to teach the school, I guess because of just like what y'all were saying.
2: Well, a lot of teachers that that I'm with are already pretty much experienced. So okay. uh, if we do have a new teacher that come in that needs some guidance, I always have the other teachers do peer to peer work. And if they can't then I step in because a lot of times things come easier from your peers than it comes from your boss, per se. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, same thing with, with, with coaching or, or even um, teaching. You know what I mean? It's easier for um, me to say, alright, Nick, I need you to go help these guys because I know you know how to do the work. Just help them, show them how to do it. Compared to me as a teacher going on, now you feel more stressed when it's me as a teacher than it is with your peer. So, same thing uh, with our instructors. We try to make sure that they are um, coached up by their peers and shown, hey, this is how you might want to manage tips. Tip don't want you doing that, blah, 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 but this is how you can get to them. Mm. So I had them last year as a, as a student, You student. Know.
0: I just want to know one question. When when y'all get hyped, do y'all be stepping down the hallway? Wow. Wow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know what, man? I,
0: this is like one I day could. you come in there and just start barking like one of them days. Let's get out. <laughs> I
1: wish I could get my knees up that high. Oh, oh, man. I, man. You know what? A lot of, I'm going to be honest, a lot of my kids don't even know I'm a cute. Because um, you know, I wear my gear. A lot of them don't even know what it represents until I tell them. Right. You know, and then once they find out, you know, they may you. I can tell the ones when YouTube stuff. You went? Then you went recruiting,
0: huh? Mm -hmm. No, not
1: necessarily recruiting, but they come in front of me marching. They're doing stuff. (laughs) Yeah, this what y'all do. So it's exciting, but um, for the most part, I don't. You know what
0: I'm saying? Just because the knees ain't holding up like that. Hey man, I was just thinking, like, man, if I was. I might just, just like, come to work one time, like, hey, let's just get at it.
2: Nah, I play that music. I most definitely don't. But uh, I do uh, wear my stuff, uh, you know, and let them know what it is because it is part of our uh, culture. It is part of, uh, you know, African-American males. Right. And, uh, you know, I let them know it's for college-educated men. So, um, you know. Give them history. Give them the education you know, so they can. Because uh, I have a couple of guys that used to play for me on our NARCU. Okay. So, um, right. you know, that's that's one of the benefits when these guys see you, they don't just see you. They actually admire what they see. So since y'all
0: teaching, like, the inner city schools, and you said Tip, you do some recruiting at the middle school, because the neighborhoods y'all in, what about how do y'all curve, like, the violence in the neighborhood, the gang violence, and bringing them kids to school and making sure they're safe or they
2: feel safe coming to school? So, first of all, you can't curve the gang violence because you're not in the inner the city or in the neighborhoods every day. Right. All you can do is control your community inside of your school. Right. And that's why I tell all my parents, you know, in here, they good. Out there, we, we dismissal, you know, I I don't know what's going on out there because I don't know who's around the corner about to come mm-hmm. around the school. You know. So, um, but as far as our like gang activity inside of the school, um, for me, this is how when I was at East English, we had man, it was crazy. So, mm-hmm. think of this so, when I first got to East English, Finney had closed down. They built a new school, which is now East English, right? Kettering closed. All those kids came to East English. Mm-hmm. Rocket closed. All those kids came to East English. Wow. Um, nobody wanted to go to EAA, right? So, you had Persian, Southeastern, Denby, all those kids at East English. We had 1,800 kids in there. And so, think of Kettering kids, they want their stuff, Finney people. Kettering people, that's just three groups alone. Mm-hmm. Then you got Crockett people, and then all the people from EA that's just clinking up with whoever else. So it was uh major games. <laughs> major activity, major oh. action. So so as a dean during that time, what I had to, me and the AP had to strategize was who in here can we keep and who can we get rid of? Mm-hmm. So for example, if it's and this is just how it has to be. If it's more of this group of a gang, and let's say it's thirty members of a gang in one group, eight members of a gang in another group, and they constantly at, who am I going to get rid of? The eight, right? Because again, now we keep this thirty, it's harmony because they are together. Mm. So this eight got to go someplace else where their group is, because again, we still got to educate these kids, right? right? We can't say, well, you in that eight mile group, you can't be in the school. No, they are, they are students. But which group is constantly at each other? These two groups? I need to get rid of the lesser of that group so everything can calm down. And that's what we did. We got rid of the lesser of the group. Once we did that, things sorted out. Now, again, we're in an inner city school, and I tell parents all the time, brothers and sisters fight, right? Yeah. So what, what don't you, why don't you think these kids that's coming from different households not going to fight? The thing is, after the fight, can we still coexist in the same household? Right. You know, just like your brothers and sisters. So I, I came from a family, I got five brothers and sisters. My niece was born when I was seven. My niece is like my my little sister. But in the household we all fought. Right. You know what I mean? But did we still be able to coexist in the same household after the fight, most definitely. You know, and so that's how we're teaching our kids now, okay, y'all fought now, after the fight, what do we do to make sure we can all still coexist in the same building? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. I would agree, same thing. Um you know, the, the
1: realization is everybody can't stay. So what we focused on was the more violent ones, the ones who consistently fought, and um, those are the ones we moved out first. It's interesting, though, once you start, kids want to come to school, for one. They want to feel safe when they come to school. When you start getting rid of the ones that super violent and they see it, the ones that are really on the edge that may just be running with them, they chill out. They're like oh, okay, such such you know, kids are. so when they start seeing people getting put out it sends a message you know through their community like okay, they're not playing with it, so you can get the ones that's kind of leaning towards going bad to get back on the on the right track right
0: um yeah i i, I yeah, I ain't gonna take that peace slip home Like, my, I got kicked out because I was running <laughs> with such 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 right. and I knew that was gonna right. I knew that was gonna be a problem for right. sure, so let me ask you this too, and um tip. The digital, the digital divide. Our kids are behind, and and I'm gonna say it's so much, but because of the access to internet, especially with the technologies booming with the AIs, the coding and programs like that. How do you like? How do we try to catch our kids up to that? Especially in the a city where the funding may not be available to bring it in to get those programs in there to get like my son go to West Bloomfield. He got into West Bloomfield because of the STEM program. Mm-hmm. He tested in, tested real good, whatever. So now he's in the STEM program. So they're gearing him to like engineering and you know all that. But as far as like in Persian and in southeastern, where I don't know if the STEM program is there or programs like you know coding and 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 all that. How do you bring that to 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 a school like that for the inner city? So we're so behind. Our kids are so behind. Right.
2: So, so technology is, is most definitely is what we got to have in, in all schools, you know, uh, number one. But uh, when it comes to coding and STEM programs, uh, first got to find the correct instructors to teach it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think it's, it's very important that our, our kids are exposed to it. Uh, when I was at Osborne, I was the AP at Osborne, we had a, a coding program. In fact, they still had the coding program, but they had the correct teachers to teach it. And so uh, with that coding program, it, it was um, made like, it's called a career pathway. And uh, those kids take those classes uh, two or three hours throughout the day, just like they would if they went to a career tech center. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing. And so uh, we're trying to incorporate the same thing over at, at Persian. Uh, right now we have um, uh, police cadets. We have the Jay Dilla uh, studio where they come in, they learn how to, to work the keyboards, on, the, on the, you know the boards, they know how to work the mics. They learn how to work the music program, and um, so now if we get that coding program, which teaches them how to do different things in, in this technology uh, type world, I think that'll be. So you have to bring that
0: instructor in and yeah. add them to your program. Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
2: okay, that's cool. Yeah. Because we have the, the the means, we have the the um, the budget for you know what I mean to implement that teacher. It's just more so finding that teacher. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So really. it's, it's not like these teachers just running around, hey, I, I yeah, can hold this down. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so. And I want to work at Persian <laughs> or Southeastern. <something. laughs> <laughs> I can go work at Yeah, Hey, y'all team. hear that? We need yeah, y'all right. in the so, inner yeah, city. Yeah. That, yeah, so so that's it's that's not so real, much man. uh the, the funding, it's more so uh finding mm-hmm. the people to do it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Mm.
2: yeah. Mm. They do have a resource. So that's another thing, you know,
1: are you going to pick Birmingham schools to go do coding in, or are you gonna pick Southeastern school to go coding? In? So, I me, think- I would probably be in the city. I mean, but I get what you're saying. I know, I know, I know, that, I know what you're that's saying. That's the, yeah. the yeah, yeah. Has. yeah. yeah You know what I'm saying? The teacher has.
0: We putting it out right now, because at, at uh, Persian and Southeast, y'all going to keep them safe, right? Yeah, okay. and, and, and <laughs> keep in mind, we're going to
2: have three, a new building in three years. So, you know, we'll right. we have everything. State Is that because, of, because art. of what you got going? Nah, it's because of what the people wanted. So, it ain't got nothing to do with me. <laughs> I wish it was. But, yeah, yeah. So, it'll be a brand new building. They have state-of-the-art everything. And, um, you know, that way, hopefully, yeah. that'll help recruit more. That's um, like well overdue, though. But yeah, for, for yeah. the hood outside
1: of Cass and King and Renaissance to have new build, I think East yeah. English got one, Mumford got one. Mumford got one. It's yeah. like these kids and, and, and other corners of the city deserve one too. You know, right. Persian deserve a new building. Yeah. You know, like you just think about the rich history of Persian and the powerhouses that came through there. Like, should have been
0: had a new building. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's just my personal thought. But a lot of mismanagement. You know how that goes, hey, you, know. Yeah. you know, everybody can't be cast. I mean, you know, that's 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 hard to top. But you know, we can we can have some nice seconds coming around. Oh boy! So let me ask y'all this: I don't know if y'all seen this, and you said you was at Cody. Did y'all see that teacher that took that firearm to school and it dropped out their backpack?
2: Yeah, yeah, I seen it. Uh, matter of fact, I got a call when it happened. Actually, I did too. You he know. used to work in our <laughs>
0: building. Did he? Now I was like, listen, man, I, I know, <laughs> I know Cody area. I understood. I was right. just like, man, still
2: you don't can't understand.
0: do it like that. You can't do that, man. Yeah, I know cool. what you can't do.
2: To understand it would mean that I'm in fear of my life every time I walk to this building. Right. And if I'm in fear of my life every time I walk, why am I keep going in there every day? Right. You know what sure. I'm saying? And so um, it's, it's more so of knowing your environment and going back to what we said earlier about now if you're an asshole, then yeah, you might want to, you know, because again, the kids probably, you know, looking at you every day. You know, mm-hmm. but, um, and like I can say, if you're in fear of going to work every day, you might want to ask for a transfer yeah, or pick another career. Just work somewhere else, then. Yeah, it is.
0: Well, I seen, I was like, man, how, but I was like, well, how long, how many days did he, ca-? like, how many days did he carry it?
2: Because oh, he must
0: have had it every no day. Right. Yeah,
2: that wasn't yeah, nothing My thing is, how did it fall off? Was it, did it fall on the floor? Did you just upside down? It just wasn't secure at all.
0: <laughs> well, you know, so, okay. So, so, bag. so me being, the, me being instructor, gun guy, I'm just like, that's why I say I'm just, well, whatever. Uh, I'm just like, man. And that was just another thing, like, we, meaning us in our culture, we're not trained enough to keep things so, you know, secure enough to where something like that wouldn't happen. Now, you carrying off body, that's always going to be a problem. Mm. Especially when you put your bag down, you could have dropped it, it could have just fell over. He could have been in there hundred, had it every day, and it's that one time it fell out. He had it wrong. You know right. what I'm saying? That's
1: which why, was, which is probably what happened. Right, right. Now you
0: carry on body. You know what I'm saying? That's likely not to happen. But the right preparation for and training for it, you 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 could carry concealed. But I'm not, you know, promoting that. If that's not allowed in the school. Then. But let me say another question too, because I've seen this. Some states are allowing teachers to carry firearms in schools. What y'all think about that?
2: I always just want to know why. What's the purpose of it? Is it the fear of the kids or fear of somebody coming inside the school? Yeah, I don't think,
1: you know. Now, okay, now mind you. I don't think teachers should should have to carry. Like, do I feel like it should be some type of security? Like, so what we used to have, we used to have an armed officer in the building. We don't have those anymore, but we do have security. I think it needs to be somebody in the building, low key. Not even somebody, maybe two or three. Just low key. They ain't got to be seen, but you know they're there. And I'm going to say this West Bloomfield got it. they there, but you don't know they're there. You know what I'm saying? Because my kid go to West Bloomfield schools and I see random people with radios. I'm just like, he ain't no teacher. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I think there's ways to do it. I don't think teachers should have to or want to carry guns because it's not what we're there for. We're there to educate. You know, it's already enough on teachers to educate parents. Big brother, big sister, mentor, sponsor. I mean, they take on so many roles to want to carry a firearm, too. That's just, I I ain't here for that. I'm here to teach and help these kids grow. So I do think it should be somebody in the building like that. Low-key, ain't got to be out in the open. You ain't even got to be on the floors. But if something go down, you need to be there. But, you know, it's just,
2: being a teacher, I wouldn't have wanted to walk around teaching the class carrying a gun and and for our schools in the city schools we have metal detectors that they got to walk the kids got to walk through every day mm-hmm. you know and uh, hopefully that those guards are doing a good job with checking those kids in every day so that everyone feels safe you know on uh, the staff the security guards themselves mm-hmm. you know <laughs> and the kids everyone feels safe uh with those uh checks coming in every day you know well
0: like i said it is it's on the board because of all these mass shootings and I was like, like what nigga said. I don't think a teacher should care Teachers should be able to come in there and teach, and that's it. Um, actually, you know, after school, whatever, whatever. They, they get now to tell them to re- be responsible enough to teach and carry a firearm. Like to carry a firearm, come on his own training. Like you should go be better go get a PhD in in firearm before you better carry in the school. That's just my opinion because the just going to get a CPL class or a license just to have it and say, you yeah, I can carry it now. That's not enough education to carry a firearm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I got well over hundreds of hours and days behind training to know that that CPL class is not enough. And like some, and I was looking it up, like they can only can carry a firearm in school if the schools allow, allow them to. Um, I was talking to somebody and I think somewhere in, in Dallas, the, the kids are allowed to bring... I mean, it was a college campus or whatever. They're allowed to bring firearms in schools. And I was like, well, if if a student's in the classroom and he started bucking up or getting a little bit violent, how do you deal with that? He could just be, you know what I'm saying, aggressive. Not aggressive. He could just be loud that day. Like, how do y'all... Like, what's the worry? How do y'all address that? Knowing See, that it's, they able to carry.
2: Yeah, on a college campus, that's a little bit different because it's so wide
0: open. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I'm talking about as a teacher... Like, how do you teach safely and enjoy what you're doing if I know maybe three or four of these guys can? So, so, um,
2: you're still, you're talking about on the college campus. Yeah, i right? just, it was you're just, I, it freaked, the, it, it yeah, threw it, me it, off when she said that. Yeah, That's yeah, real. Like college odd. campus is, is different because a kid can get out of his car and go right into a, 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 a hall for a lecture and no one checks them. Mm-hmm. Right. Whereas a right. The high school, they come at in the city in DPS high schools anyway. I know they don't do that at West Bloomfield and Oak Park and other schools, but. In the city, you come through that door, you going through that metal detector, right? And you getting checked, your bag, and everything's getting checked, just like you are going through the airport, basically. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so, uh, but on a college campus, it's hard because uh, kids coming from their dorm, they come from their car, right. they they going straight into a lecture hall. I think you know? just gotta, you just gotta teach because you not you remember being in college.
1: You ain't nobody checking you. Yeah. So as a teacher, if you choose to, to teach on a uh, on a college level, you just gotta try. You just got to go in there and teach and that's something you can't worry about because there's no checks and balances as far as weapons so it's just kind of like you out there but the same things you know can apply to going to the mall and the movies and stuff you just kind of got to go and be aware of your surroundings. so i think um i think it's sad because schools are such a soft target because it's unexpected even with all these school students i still don't expect nobody to come to southeast and shoot even like, though what I see around the country, I'm not expecting that.
0: Are we prepared for it? For sure. But am I
1: expecting that to happen?
0: Absolutely not. See, uh-huh. and then I'm. that's another question I'm going to ask. Like, I grew up, like in Brightmore, went to, Huber went to Murphy. So, we had metal detectors in Murphy. So, it was like, it wasn't no big deal. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't a big deal to walk through metal detectors. It wasn't a big deal. They had like, we had gang squad up there. So it wasn't a big deal to have gang squad walking through and just do checks. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't, it was just like, okay, they're keeping it safe or whatever. There's a presence there. I mean, people, we still acted up. But to actually think about somebody coming to school and doing some damage or doing work, it was like, nah, not in any shit. We know. Yeah, it.
2: because, so, so, yeah, so I went to Cody. And so in the, in the 80s, I came out of Cody 88. And so we had Young Boys Incorporated. Joy Road, oh, I say Joy Road, <laughs> Brightmore, <laughs> right. We had um, the Scones and the yeah. LKs. We had, um, I mean, Herman Gardens. We, had, I mean, we had so many games up, up in there. And this is during a time when the drug uh, game was like at its highest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so we had guys in there <laughs> with fat knots every day, gold chains, nanny goats. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, so, um, but there was no metal detectors coming through the door every morning. Eighties, you just come right on in. Right on in. Mm-hmm. And so and there was a big gang problem. I so said, "Young Boys Incorporated was was at the at the at their peak, you know." And so we didn't have to worry about no one coming in shooting up the school because <laughs> we the, it was too many gangs <laughs> in there. <laughs> there was a you know certain what what you know respect man. level yeah. for schools, yeah, you know. And, you know? And, and and teachers in general, you know, even if someone didn't like that teacher, mm-hmm. they were not think about fighting no teacher, right? Yeah. they were not think about trying to shoot no teacher, right? You know, or even hurt a the teacher, they might cuss them out. <laughs> you right, know
0: what I mean, but right. you know, they ain't doing nothing. This well, it's just you know, well, you know, they they use that platform to jump off to attack firearm gun owners, and it's not the, it's like to have teachers in schools with firearms. I don't, I, I don't, I don't agree with that. But to have recess officers that can. You know, deal with a threat when it comes in immediately, opposed to calling the police and they be there in two or three minutes, I think that's necessary. Yeah, I think we uh, have
2: more issues, as you mentioned at the top of the show, with the neighborhood, someone from the Mm -hmm. neighborhood trying to come up to the school and do something, more so than the student body themselves trying to do something. Which again, I don't see why teachers (laughs) want to carry guns inside the school, because it's up to me. To make sure that everybody in that building is safe. Listen, right.
0: some of them kids that at these high schools, certain so person probably
2: would straight drop a one of them teachers. <laughs> like yeah, you, and can't, and keep, probably so. I would. These little bit different. Some strong kids, you know. But again, it's the respect level that our kids need to learn when they walk into that building that we are all here together. Mm-hmm. I'm not yeah. here to hurt you. I'm not here to humiliate you. I'm not here to make you uh, look bad. I'm yeah. here to educate you for sure. You know, and that's the, that's got to be the message. And I think as long as that's the message.
1: Well, I would say at least ninety-five percent of the kids is on board. Like you got to remember, man, kids love coming to school. I know if the the media may not make it seem like that, but right. that's somewhere they want to be. Even the kids that get in trouble want to be in school. Yeah. Now you got your fuse. It's just like okay, you know, forget school, and that's that's you're not gonna save everybody, but for the most part. Persian, Southeastern, all those schools in the hood. Our kids want to come to school and are good kids. Like don't let, yeah. don't let it, yeah. don't get it twisted.
2: Yeah.
1: We got really good kids, like really good kids. Yeah. Like they, yeah. I know they, they, they demonize them sometimes. And you kind of just put them all in one bunch. But if you was to come to Southeastern, you'd be like, oh, this straight. Yeah, uh-huh. you, I could take you through there and walk through. I shoot, I don't care who come through. Mayor come through. I ain't finna put on no dog or pony show. Yeah. Go ahead.
2: Uh, it, it is what it is. It and, is what it and, and, is. And our kids understand that this is the culture and climate of our school. Mm-hmm. And my thing is, in the next two or three years, I want other new kids to come into the building and try to act up. And our kids that's there look at them like, hey, we don't dog do check. What you say, dog checking? You know,
1: <laughs> yeah. we had it. Our school was like that for a minute when we were smaller, and uh, we also we were all testing for a few years, and then we opened up to a neighborhood school, the seniors. They was tell them freshmen coming, out, man. We'll do that. We'll act like this. I gotta go. <laughs> yeah. They yeah. come to me, powder shame, man. These new kids gotta go because yeah. <laughs> they were so used to just calm and peace and just yeah. you come know be school. A, yeah, yeah coming to school, you know.
2: And, and the thing is, and I'm sure it's like this around the city with all high schools. A lot of kids don't want to go home. For sure. <laughs> yeah. After the bell, no what you, you say? You know, you're like, hey, why are y'all still here? Go why home. I got to get on the PA. School <laughs> yeah. over. If you're yeah. not
1: staying here for tutoring, credit recovery, yeah. go home. You think
0: that, but you think that's a a, a component because of, of the COVID and the kids was at home for so long? Uh, it, happened
2: yeah. they, kids they enjoy, it happened before they COVID. They
0: enjoy being yeah. in the safe The space. social. Right. Yeah. They
1: may the have social, a better school than they safe. got at home in some yeah. cases. You know, you know? And then you, t- I mean, you take your worst scenarios. You eating three times. Right. Exactly. I mean, twice. I'm sorry. Twice. Uh. I mean, it's just a safe space. You got to think. Teachers are in the service industry. So whatever they doing, they serving your kid, you know? So if your kid needs, I don't. I mean, we got great teachers. Whatever your kid needs, they're going to take care of them. So when the kid gets all that in one place, and then I don't know what situation they go to at home,
0: but they don't want to go home, you know, right. you know you're making a difference mm-hmm. for sure. So, right. Yeah, right, 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 right. All right, so look, we only got about 10 more minutes it was good conversation. Let me get to this question because I know my boy Nick is a is a cl- closet enthusiast. Closet enthusiast. <laughs> <laughs> closet gun owner. And Nick, what was your I first? I should take a picture of my closet. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, what was your first firearm
1: you bought? I don't even want to tell you, bro. You want the truth? Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes, yes. Yes. Yeah. We, yes. Been we I got. Robert.
0: I got. I got two people. Let me, this is, okay, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna tell you
1: before you tell me what you had. No, I, I ain't not me what I where had. I rank that on the list? <laughs> I bought my first gun in college, cause in Alabama you just had to have a state ID to buy a gun. I was nineteen. I had a forty caliber high
0: point. That's three. That would have had high points. That one weighed the about dude? ten pounds.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> that Robocop gun, man. It was terrible. Hey, this one cat came over they said that's the only thing he could afford at the time because he got he was about to get robbed for his Cartier. So he's like he needed. He was paranoid. So he went out and bought a high point. I
1: ain't tripping. No. I bought it because I was able to, and like you say, it was probably the most economical. And I was just like, oh yeah. Uh-huh. You know, we can buy goods in Alabama. So it was like. That was your lower
0: you hammer. No long clue. <laughs> yeah. No <laughs> clue. Hey, <laughs> what is it? Okay, I'm gonna ask the next question. Tip, what was your first what's your first firearm you bought?
2: Uh what was it? 45 cal. It was um Man, I came thinking the name of it, man. Please don't say it was a high point. Ruger? Nah, nah, nah I got a Ruger now. Nah. Was it Smith uh, or no, what? It was uh, older, 1911. SR9s ain't bad. Kimber? Yeah, 1911.
0: Ooh, oh, you don't know, was it Kimber? The brand? You don't know, was this 1911? Oh, yeah. Don't worry about Tip. Yeah, that's a while ago, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that ain't horrible for a first guy, nah, Look, Tib, you better than your boy. <laughs> hey,
1: I swear. You couldn't hey. even.
0: I don't even know if they made a holster for that gun. <laughs> hey, you know, Nick Nick to me like, man, when we go out here and shoot, you got to come out here. So, you know, I sold them some. They got some of this heavy ammo, and then uh, Tip and his brothers out there, you know, shooting, and they kept jamming. And they're looking at like my ammo. I was like, nah, bro, you out there limp-wristing the gun. You got the big old hands. You got to shoot that little bitty pew-pew, and it, oh, you ain't holding it right. It ain't the ammo. It definitely ain't the ammo. But uh, what is the fatuation yeah. with black folks in, in 40 cows? Like, they just hear the rap songs in here, like, I need the 40 Cal. I think so, man. Because, you know, honestly, my
1: dad wasn't a gun owner. You know, it mm-hmm. wasn't even... um, It wasn't even thought about... Even in the hood, it was like, everybody, like, going back to the say everybody was homeowners, everybody knew everybody, you looked out. Like, we didn't even have alarms. Right. So, for me... It probably was music. Probably heard and was just like, "Yo!" And then when you saw the special price, you know, forty <laughs> <special> caliber, three
0: hundred and twenty dollars, <laughs> it's kind of like you gotta go for it. I'm broke. Hey, so let me let me ask you this. <laughs> so, what's one way to say we from the hood, but without saying from the hood? So I'm gonna show you this. What is this called? Oh, that's a drum, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not a drum. It's a D60, <laughs> but they call it a drum. We call yeah. it a drum.
1: Oh, how's that supposed to see it? Yeah, you know yeah, you know no
0: you're from the hood. Terms, hey, yeah, yeah, you drum. know you're from the hood when yeah, you I'm when you, show, you I don't know what that is, man. It's, it's a Madpool D60, but it's called the drum. You know the kids put it on there doing woo woo woop. But hey, that that's 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 how you know you that's how you know. What's another one? Sorry, I'm from the hood. What what's this called? Clip. Clip. Magazine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on on a on, for magazine. Yeah. Yep. You know you from the neighborhood when you call this a clip.
1: All right, now you trying to or show or we stick. ghetto or something?
0: Uh, no, you, I was just trying
1: to show. Yeah. I don't want to be. I'm an educated man. I don't want to be on the show.
0: <laughs> say, Saying hey, ignorant shit. You <laughs> this part. Hey, no nah, man, you know you got a, you got the you got the code switch. You know we, I, I already
1: was, no code switch. We both said <laughs> clip.
0: Hey, I was up at I, I was up at uh, and the guy walked in. He said, look, man, do y'all got any of them 40-cal rounds? And the guy looked at him and said, for what gun? He like, for the 40-cal. Mm. He didn't say what gun. He just said, can I get some 40-cal rounds? That's how you know we need the
1: educational <laughs> yeah. component, man. Yeah. Right. That's how yeah.
0: you know. Hey, that wasn't a shot at the neighborhood. It was just, hey, we call stuff. Hey, a, no, stick, we- a, a stick is maybe a rifle. You know what I'm saying? The kids call them sticks. What they call them Gucci? What they what they call long rifles? Sticks. English. Man, he don't know. Yeah, he do hit on. Yeah, that's a good thing. You go I'm to Orchard Lake St. Mary's. You right. Yeah, he don't know.
2: Yeah, I'm <laughs> glad you don't know. That's
0: good. But did you teach All them right. a little bit about uh this?
1: A little bit. I I think I, I I probably need to teach them more. I think I use more so scare tactics mm-hmm. um, instead of teaching, which is totally opposite of what I can do. I think I do need to teach them more, like. They've seen in my show, you know, show them. Have they ever operated one? No, never like operated one at all because I kind of, and it's probably, I keep them away from them because I know the damage that people can do with them. And I just don't want to expose them to it. But mm-hmm. I know it's a good side to expose them to it so that they're educated. I just haven't taken that step yet. And I think that's part of me being the closet queen because it's
0: kind of like pause, it's closet dead. shooter. I just to <laughs> How My kid give me with that all the time.
1: I'd be at work. I'd be like, yeah, man. I said something to a kid. What'd I say? He was like, pause. I said, man, that boy could dribble that ball. they like, pause. I'm like, damn, I can't even say dribble the ball. <laughs> yeah. They be switching stuff up. You can't say zesty can't no more. Say they nothing. That word over. But <laughs> yeah, I should I should educate more. I don't. Um, But they definitely know about them and the damage that they can do. So that's no. the first
0: step, like you said. They don't touch em. the curiosity. You know, I just tell people don't hide it from, don't sneak it in the house, right? My mm-hmm. biggest thing is mm-hmm. when, when everybody was, especially in the industry, was getting CPL lights and get guns. I was just like, please don't sneak it in the house and not show them. Like, show them what the damage can do, mm-hmm. because in our culture we don't do that. Like in other mm-hmm. cultures, they may go out there with their father and go hunting, so they see what that round does to a deer and 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 the damage it does to a flesh. So they mentally. Keeps that, you know, they can they gonna keep a hold of that, and then they grow up. So I will say they've
1: seen it on video, but never in person. Right, but like,
0: but yeah. When they fire right, like kids fire a rifle, they feel the impact. They, uh, you know, what I'm saying they understand it psychologically. Like, okay, this is what it does. So I just say, look, don't never hide it. You know what I'm saying? Get them accustomed to it. Like I said, I carry all the time, but. I, you know what I'm saying? I'm in competitions. I train. I shoot. I just do it for fun and, you know, self-defense. Uh, so
1: You should start a self-defense class, man, for people like me. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> put, hold on. Let me <laughs> say this. Time later. out. Let time me out. Nib- then Nib- we about time. to go shoot. Uh, <laughs> I got...
0: Where we about to go? So yeah, you know 707. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: ain't never got time.
0: I feel you, brother. I, I, I ain't never got time. I just started sneaking out on my days off. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But... When We was up at at um century gun club when all you know, all your bros came out. that was cool, man. I oh, wish yeah, I we can it. keep um you know doing stuff like that 'cause it's not a one it's not a lot of places for us to go outside and exercise that right you know right. because it's just not local in the inner city you, you go indoors it's not the same as shooting outdoors you can you do a little bit more but um but the most of the time we get outside like I'm trying to put some stuff together where I can get a group of guys just to go out and not unless, say, training, but just help educate, you know what I'm saying? Just-
1: That's us. <laughs> <laughs> That's us. That's us right there. Bring the guns
0: out the closet, man. You know, at least yeah. go shoot every once in a while at the range, man, just to get accustomed to it, yeah. you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Just, just. To- I think he's hit it on the head. It's not, a, it's
1: not a lot of places for us to go, you know, because I don't always feel comfortable going in the range, you know, because, again, you're the minority. Where we went, you know, it was it was it was black on. It, it was, was a good day. I like it that. was a good day. It was us out there, and I felt like I felt more comfortable. You know, what I'm saying I ain't feel inferior to the next guy <laughs> to tell me. He over there like ramble, and I'm sitting here like <laughs> Harlem Nights. You know.
0: Hi, hi,
2: don't shoot that little motherfucker.
1: <laughs> so yeah, you should definitely. I'm encouraging everybody to tell Kev,
0: together Outside, uh-huh. I second, that, second that. Hey, Nick called me. Hey, man, can I? Call <laughs> Nigga called me, he's like, where can I go, man? I don't want to feel like, you know, they cool up in there. I was like, man, just go up in there. Everything's smooth, bro. That's
1: it's a real, it's a real it's a real anxiety. And I wouldn't say anxiety because I don't I don't have anxiety, but you you'll never know who you're dealing with. Right. You know what I'm saying? They may look at me and you know profiling is so it's so rampant, I don't wanna be profiled. I just wanna kinda be me and just go in there. I wanna be able to come in there vulnerable. you know, vulnerable. Like look, I don't know much. Can you school me? You know what I'm saying? Like remember when the one place you recommended, I was like, yeah, they ain't even talk to me. And I arms? I wasn't gonna say the name. Oh, I'm you. sorry. <laughs> you caught me. I got you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But then when I went to the second place, Uncle, yeah. It was love. You know what I'm saying? It was love. So I think when you have people who are who who, who enjoy it as a hobby and wanna be involved and want to learn more, it's gotta be a com- it's gotta be a comfortable space for them.
0: Well, him. that's why I sent you up there because one, I know the guys, and if it was uh, they a, dope, if there was an issue, I know who go to. You know what I'm saying? I know uh, who to go. Was, I go straight dope. and talk to somebody. Like, look, my party, you know, f- didn't feel comfortable because at Encore, they right there, so they gonna get. Yeah, we coming up there. You no, know, all it was dope. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? They they come up there all the time. So, um, like I said, your first purchase of a firearm can be your first and your last, depending on the situation. It Depends on where you're going. And that can just deter you from doing anything else. But um, so that was it, man. Like I said, I want to thank you, brothers, for coming on here and 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 just talking game and giving some wisdom to to the listeners. Um, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna post it up. I'm gonna share it with y'all. I'm gonna send y'all clips, and y'all just share it on all your platforms wow. and tell tell whoever about it. Whoever you gotta, you know, any any um. Uh, celebrities that y'all know say man y'all need to go holler at your kev at the pop culture two three podcast we need to share the message and like i said i was just trying to bring more people on like the idea was just to give game and wisdom to everybody right Mm -hmm. so i just want to bring like minded brothers up here from all aspects you didn't have to be a gun geek you could be the the closet dude to the gun dude to the you know intermediate you know it didn't matter But, you know, we all got the similar backgrounds. We all want the same, especially for our families, for the community, and and for ourselves. So, like I said, I want to thank y'all for coming. And that's all from Pop Culture 223. And we out.